So today I'm joined by the Fig Beats, and first off, tell us where you're from and what each of your roles in the band are, like what instruments you play and everything. Sure, oh, we're uh, from. Go, go ahead. ahead. You got this. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Felix. I'm the uh, lead guitar player, uh, and I'm from Chesterton, uh, not too far from our, our home central in Michigan City. Uh, this is Brad. I. Uh play rhythm guitar and i sing on a lot of the songs uh operator now cool can you hear me yeah oh there you are jim okay <laughs> hey i'm jim uh and i play the bass and i sing some songs stuff like that cool <laughs> and he's also from chesterton <laughs> Oh, yeah, Chesterton, Indiana. Adam, I can't hear. <laughs> Do we have, we have a drummer named Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Adam uh, had him, yeah. Great guy. He, I think he set this up with you, but I don't see him. Or he, I, I, I see him, but he's muted. Mm. Uh, it doesn't look like he's muted, but... Maybe uh-oh. not. Maybe, maybe he, he, he muted, muted himself. himself. <laughs> you guys hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Usually, when, now usually we can do harmony. Usually, I'm on these zooms for work, and they connect. To, they auto connect, but it didn't this time. Hi, I'm Adam. I play drums. I'm from Maryville, and I don't sing any songs. Cool. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Thank, yeah. Thank so, goodness. So you guys started releasing music in 2013, right? But when did the band actually start? Like when did, um, like it, did it start before that? I think about a year before that. And that would have okay. been, uh, this is Brad talking, Jim and, and I, and a couple other guys and the band went through some lineup changes. So I think we've been with this lineup for about, I don't know, five years or so, maybe six years. If you guys okay. know. That's all right. Uh, I have, 20, I have it on my, go- my Google calendar. We- I, jo- I <laughs> Felix and I joined in 2016. So, there you yeah. go. Cool. So, <laughs> how did you guys meet and decide to start making music together? Brad, Jim, that's on you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jim and I first met we, through it's... like a musician finder uh, app or website or something. You remember what that was called, Jim? Was it Band Mix? Oh yeah. Up. Yeah, I think it was Maybe. Band Mix. Yeah, we found each other, and like I said, we had a couple other different members early on, um, and then eventually those guys uh, went their separate ways, and uh, Adam and Felix, why don't you tell uh, tell Noah how we found you? Um, I saw I saw Jim's phone number written on the wall in a bathroom. <laughs> oh, um, really? And no. no it's, it's, <laughs> I got a lot of responses. Um, I think it, 
I don't even remember it. It, it was probably like uh, like Craigslist or Craigslist? something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. We put out a Craigslist like gig or musicians wanted sort of. I don't know, describing you know, don't be a dick, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And they still hired yeah. me. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in my in my experience, yeah. it, it was uh, I basically saw a uh, ad. I think it was a musician's friend. Um, uh, and I looked in there, and I was kind of reluctant because uh, I was a lot. There's a lot of influences in there. I'm like, I I do like that, but when people put that out there, I don't think they're serious. Uh, so, like, uh, so, uh, so I ended up going there and, uh, you know, a little apprehensive, you know, when you're always going into a new area, a new group. And uh, I really thought we grooved really well. And I, I was hoping they'd say, hey, you know, join the band. And, and a couple of days later, they called me and they said, hey, let's let's see, let's explore some more. And and uh, here we are five years later. Cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting how you guys met through like craigslist and like band mix like usually like bands sometimes start out as like friends first but that's cool that you kind of found each other that way and then you kind of like became friends (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think we kind of we all played in bands like that over the years i mean we have the benefit of being you know a little bit older in this regard and i'm the i'm the baby in the band and i'm 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 still (laughs) old enough to have three kids but um and a girl but but you know, mm-hmm. I, I I played in all those bands with my friends. You know, high school, college, you know, mm-hmm. in my twenties, and, and so on and so forth. And all those bands, kind of, you know, they would they, they'd run their course, and then someone there'd be a fight, and then they'd fizzle out. But with these guys, you know, we have the benefit of you know having made friends with them, but also there's an element of um, professionalism to it as well. Despite you know, despite Jim being the band, it's still we, we still we still manage to be professionals <laughs> about it. But I, I think it's um, I, I think that part of it's you know, hey, you know, we're all here for a reason, and it's not just you know, we're we're here because we have this common background of you know, we were in biology class together or something like that. It's you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're it's it's we're all kind of chose each other and and found our way to each other because of music and not just because, you know, we had a homeroom together or something. Like right. That. Like you all joined yeah. for a common purpose. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. North, Northwest Indiana though is a little bit sparse too. So it's hard to, you know, there's not like a central area where we would all have met each other just yeah. as musicians. So you kind of have to, it's like trying to find dates you know, yeah. <laughs> really, you guys, yeah. you got to start looking into Wisconsin and and Ohio to really, you know, find compatibility. Yeah. So I heard you guys have a funny story of how you came up with your band name. Can you tell me about that? Oh boy, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a long story, but I'll try to make it short. Okay. Um, I I make some websites, and I worked for this magic company. And they were selling um, monkey costumes. So this was like, two, be sure, as you do. And so yeah. like, I think it was 2007 or something. I took the monkey costume out with some friends and we made a Bigfoot sighting video in, in the uh, Indiana Dunes State Park. And it was just a joke. I tried to make it as grainy as possible. I ran <laughs> yeah. through like every terrible filter and like, just, it was like a joke. It was like, right. so... And then about three or four years later, we get contacted from Finding Bigfoot. 
the TV show on Discovery, which, by the way, they have still not found Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but somehow they're still on the air, I think. Um, but they, and so we got our story straight and basically uh, decided that we were going to roll with it. And, uh, and they came down and did an episode. And so I, uh, if you see Hoosier Bigfoot, that's, that's me in a monkey suit. And the, these people, I've made content for their, for their show. And, and I think they were just glad to have something. Because I don't think, I think 50% of the people in the cast actually believed it. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so then a while later, we were talking about band names. And so people talked about my Bigfoot, you know, my 15 minutes of fame. So we were throwing around <laughs> words like Big Feet, Big Feet. And then uh, my wife uh, was drunk and said fig beat. And that is how that <laughs> happened. <laughs> That's so. actually hilarious. Like, so, <laughs> Thanks. So they featured you on like a Discovery <clears throat> Channel show? Right. Wow. Right. <laughs> well, along with several other sightings of Bigfoot in Indiana. So it was kind of the, yeah. Indi- it was the Indiana, like who? Who's your Bigfoot? Is the episode? That's so just, funny. You could just imagine the the dramatic music in the background as <laughs> yeah. as, as Jim is traipsing through the underbrush. I have to go outside alone even now, having seen the episode. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, well, it's traumatizing. It is. Yeah, they must have been well, really reaching for content. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're on this podcast, that... reaching for content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah so you covered ape man by the kinks on star starstruck uh the kinks tribute album that uh wicked possum records put out and i was wondering what made you decide to choose that particular song uh, excuse me i guess i'll take this um i wish i could say that it was a deliberate tie-in to that story about the band name because that would be yeah. a <laughs> it's a theme kind of came full circle i suppose but uh um mike uh of wicked possum and uh of the band publicity stunt we were emailing one night about possibly playing some shows together and he mentioned how he was really busy putting together this project uh and said hey are you a fan of the kinks and i said yeah by the way i did a just a really knocked off quickly solo thing with an acoustic guitar one point where I covered eight man and I chose the song then simple it's three chords and I wasn't looking to really stretch my abilities at the time and he said hey song we don't have anybody doing that on the compilation uh would you and your band be interested in doing it so I sent a message to the rest of the guys and everybody was into it and uh you know we worked it out a few times and felt like it fit us pretty well Cool. So are there any other songs you'd like to cover in the future? In general or by the Kinks or? What? Uh, just any in general. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, what do you guys think? We generally cover at least one song per set, sometimes more. Uh, in recent years, we've done uh, What Do I Get by the Buzzcocks. No, mm-hmm. we, no, it wasn't I Get. It was, uh, which song did we do by Buzzcocks? Um falling in love with someone they shouldn't have yeah oh, yeah i love that song <laughs> yeah fall in love yeah never fall in love i we should, fall in love it. yeah that's uh, we did all for the by the breeders for a while we did country yeah. road by john denver what else have we done mm, 
We did a cover of a cover with the Pixies. Yeah, that's right. Cannonball. Cannonball. Well, okay. Yeah. Beat it. Yeah. Beat it. <laughs> Way back. Yeah. Way back. Yeah, I wasn't part yeah, of that I, one. We consider ourselves. Go, go. I think we should probably have a cover every time. It just sort of mixes things up and yeah. live. So, uh, I saw you guys perform at Reggie's in Chicago last month to promote uh, the Kinks album, and you guys were great. And I. Thank you. You're welcome. And I also really like that venue. That was actually my first time at that venue. And I like how they had like the stickers everywhere on the walls. I thought that was cool. Um, And it was pretty small too. So you can see the bands close up. And I was wondering, do you like playing smaller venues or like bigger venues better? I think I would be happy to play large venues anytime. (laughs) Um, yeah, but you know, it's kind of funny. I, I like to talk about, a little bit about that because I'm going to uh, go a little back for the early discussion, how we all discovered each other, how many different influences we have. But it seems like we all enjoy good punk rock bands. Um, we know a lot of bands and, you know, we discovered throughout the years. Hey, yeah, I know that band too, that kind of thing. So, uh, uh, it, it, but it is it is a niche music uh punk rock bands now even the more famous ones are not playing big venues because they're it's a niche thing out there and i can live with that because i we get a a better crowd that way uh you know Mm -hmm. and and, an intense crowd as you as you witness at reggie's they were into it and we and we loved it i love the response we got from them Mm -hmm. and uh and it's good to hear people knowing the same songs that we that they know which is great uh because we try playing these songs at some like kind of mainstream venue they look at you like what are you playing you know kind of thing they they want to hear Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison, so yeah. um, which which is you know yeah, I like that music too, but you know when you're up on stage, I, I really right. like the good punk the good punk stuff, you know. Yeah, I think it's definitely a different vibe at smaller shows. I think people usually put like more energy into that, so that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a favorite venue that you've played so far, or is there one that you'd really like to play in the future? I'd say Reggie's for me was kind of the height because okay. I mean, they had five cameras on us or something and we got yeah. like this, I mean, they do a, a piece for you and they record it and they got a sound yeah. guy that, that knows what he knows what he's doing. And, you know, that that's a lot easier than, you know, just pointing your amps at each other in a basement and, and yeah. trying to find out where this, where the squeals are coming from. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's nice because Reggie's is kind of a, either a, a small, big <clears throat> big small venue you know it's mm-hmm. it is and especially when you get there early in the day and the crowd hasn't filled in <clears throat> you kind of can't believe how close it is from the bar in the back to the stage in the front yeah. if it fills in it doesn't feel like a tiny room there's there it it's it's big enough that touring bands will still go through there so mm-hmm. it's a, a good rewarding venue to to play i agree i don't i mean maybe we're just we have a little recency bias it's in our minds but i i like playing there a lot and i'd love to play there again yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. Uh, so what is your favorite song to play live? Mm. Mm. <laughs> so probably Brad's opus for me. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> it starts with the an M. Part. Moving target. <laughs> Moving target. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It just has so a little you... bit of, of everything. Yeah. I think I have to agree with that one too. I like enjoy playing that one because there's more uh, more thought process to it, and you know there's more parts coming, and yeah, it's fun. 
Cool. So that's the song we've been closing with the last few shows, I think, or at least putting <clears throat> that. And it's uh, kind of a multi-part song suite, which doesn't sound very punk rock, I guess. But it's sort of, uh, I think of it in the vein of like the Who's uh, A Quick One While He's Away. And it really did start as uh, a variety of songs that weren't intentionally related and trying to finish each one of them and kind of find a way to weave them together. And there's key changes and tempo changes and going to kind of a reggae feel in one part mm-hmm. and the back rock feel. So, uh, it, yeah, that is definitely a fun one to play on stage and usually seems to get a good reaction. So uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't know. All my think, songs uh, I have a hard time picking. I think mm-hmm. my favorite right now is probably Philip's Lament, which is one of Jim's songs. It's kind yeah. of, it's a little bit like, a little bit like moving target, but it's, it has like the, it has kind of the different parts and different movements, but it's, little it's it's a little more up up tempo throughout you know consistently throughout the song and the, and it has kind of more clearly it has these clearly defined parts through it too which are all kind of fun to play on on their own and when you kind of squish them all together like that it's it, it's really it's a lot of fun at least for me as the drummer it's, it's a, lot, a lot of kind of cool interesting dynamic things i can do with it so um so yeah that's cool. probably my favorite right now nice yeah. yeah thanks adam hey you're welcome James. <laughs> So I would say you guys have a lot of different influences. So how would you describe your sound? Who are you pointing uh, music, at? I, <laughs> on, on my screen, it's Brad. <laughs> like, I, I Brad guess I, and... I come at it from... Punk is an influence, but not kind of a limiting factor. So that's a huge part of what I do and what I'm a fan of and, and kind of a a philosophy of how to approach music, but I'm also a fan of rock and roll in general. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if this was 1977, you're doing punk as a reaction to rock and roll. But I think in modern times, it's, it's a variety of rock and roll and kind of a, 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 a pure form of it. So I, you know, there's, mm-hmm. we, we have garage influences and power pop influences in the end. I mean, it's just kind of a rock band that is in, some large parts punk but not beholden to maintaining that as a, a sound i guess mm-hmm. yeah. i don't know felix they might totally yeah. just <laughs> i was gonna say felix does a song as well one of my favorites to play as well uh, american made and um so like being that like we have some of each of our songs it's hard to say that it's all you know it gets a little you know, we put it through the Fig Beats uh, ringer and it comes out the other end and hopefully it sounds similar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, that, and, and, that's, and that's kind of a good point because our influences are all different. And it's like you grab like even a Beatles song, say, hey, we can punk that one out or anything. And, and because mm-hmm. it, it, in the end, it's us playing our version yeah. of every song we do anyway. And it's right. going to come out as good as we can play. And, and sometimes it just comes out really satisfying you know that we play something and it's and it's fun and really it's a lot of fun when you know that you're contributing to something that's uh original and something that is uh well received by a lot of people which is very satisfying for me at least cool uh so are there any specific artists or bands that inspire or influence you when you're like writing songs When I write, I, 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 for me, it's uh, the Clash. <laughs> it's one yeah. of the ones that pop it, it pop in my head a lot. Uh, 
I, I grew up listening to a lot of Black Flag, and so oh, there's yeah. a lot of power a lot of power chords that I use there. Um, and some of my solos, I I can hear Greg Jin from the Black Flag uh, coming up mm-hmm. on a lot, and I'm like, oh, that, I, I stole that <laughs> from him, which is fine. Hey, yeah. you're gonna steal 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 from the best, you know? True, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I love Black Flag; they're awesome. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so what first got you guys into music or playing music? Like, did you have any family members that were musicians or is it just something that you kind of did on your own? Uh, I do have some family involved in music and that's probably part of it. I, um, I, I, where are you out of Noel? I'm in Carroll stream. All right. If you're from the Chicago area, my last day fish, there's a longstanding DJ, in Chicago. He's now kind of moved into semi-retirement, Bobby Scafish. Um, he got me into music at an early age, being my uncle. Uh, I also have uh, his and my dad's first cousin, a guy named Jim Scafish, who had a self-named band called Scafish that was kind of uh, kind of avant-garde, somewhere in the new wave uh, punk vein. I mean, in attitude, sounds a little bit more new wave around the late 70s, early 80s. And so I think there's been a little bit of that in my yeah. family and it definitely got me interested my dad wasn't a musician himself but listened to a lot of records and uh i've mentioned before i mean like that's probably where my interest in things like the kinks came from i mean he listened to the kinks the uh the beatles the beach boys rolling stones things like that i think i inherited yeah. a lot of him um i know when i was uh if there's a band that like kind of changed things for me um when i was in high school i became a fan of green day and mm-hmm. then those songs that I could easily and quickly sort of pick up a guitar and kind of emulate mm-hmm. um, even then I, I, I was a bit rough for that but I, I like then I gravitated towards some of the more like underground pop punk of that time like the the screeching weasel the queers the groovy ghoulies bands like that and that mm-hmm. really was that I could pretty much imitate on two strings of a t- guitar sliding my hands yeah. up and back and felt like I could come up with something which in some ways it's silly but in other ways I mean I just think that's kind of the root of um you know artistic output you find something you can do and you find a way to get your voice out there and then over time that evolves into something else but it's a starting point yeah for sure I feel like Green Day is definitely a good starting point for like when you're just learning how to play guitar that's kind of like some of the first songs I was trying to learn on guitar myself were Green Day songs so for sure yeah did anyone else have like um family members that were previously in music well I I, I like to say something really quickly my uh uh I have I I have a brother I have three brothers and of course one father (laughs) out of the four there all four of them had distinctly different styles of music I mean, if their albums wouldn't didn't want to even touch each other because they were offended by their music kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Three different. It's four. It's three, four different genres of music, and I learned from all of them. Um, I would say my oldest brother, uh, he was into a lot of the seventies metal. So you okay. he Black Sabbath kind of stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I gravitated to a lot of that um, because it was it was frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so of course that's what i my other brothers were more into a little more uh, refined music but uh i you know but you grabbed a little bit from everybody and uh you really uh you realize and of course the neighbor's uh brother older brother who had the really cool albums in his in his collection there is the other guy who the young sung hero the the older brother of a friend 
who's yeah. always got the cool albums and that's that was mm-hmm. probably my biggest influences there cool yeah that's awesome i didn't personally i didn't come from a, a musical family or anything like that it, i i listened you know i listened to the, like my mom's zeppelin records and stuff like that um she was you know she was really into the beatles but but also like a lot of like like electric light orchestra super tramp that kind of stuff in the Mm -hmm. 70s um and she you know she had all you know she was listening to all that stuff when when i was a kid and in kind of that that more you know those kind of pop but progressive sort of feel stuff sort of you know kind of wormed its way into my brain but it, it but really when the time came like for you know for playing in a band like that was that kind of goes back to earlier in the conversation we were talking about you know kind of getting together with those with those people that those people that you grow up with you know I think mm-hmm. think back to that that you know that 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 first you know my, my first friend who was kind of brave enough to you know to to come up to me and say hey you play drums in band and I play I, I play in band but I also play guitar do you want to you know, do you want to, do you want to play sometime? And, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, kind of starting there, you know, jamming in my mom's basement, playing Red Hot Chili Peppers covers and stuff like that. Um, that's really where, where that started for me and getting, getting, you know, kind of showing my parents like, Hey, you know, you should, you should probably get me this, this cheap, this cheap Pearl drum kit that, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, you know in, in the newspaper and kind of going from there and really just kind of, you know, taking, you know, taking that and running with it, but nobody, nobody in, in my circle, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't have a, uh, I, I didn't have any, anybody who I was, you know, would look up to, look up to and say, oh man, that's the, that, that person has the cool records like, like Felix did. I, I was, I, I am the older, yeah. I am the older sibling. So mine were, mine were the records that were always being stolen. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of had to, had to trailblaze in that regard, but, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was just kind of, finding those finding those people to finding those people to play with in garages and basements and playing backyard parties and stuff like that uh cutting you know cutting my teeth that way and 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 then kind of everything growing out of that yeah that's cool I relate to that because I'm also the oldest child and you know I feel like I don't know maybe I influence my brother and sister (laughs) but um well you know it or not you did (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 mm-hmm. that's cool what about you jim what's your superhero origin story so i didn't really have any relatives that i knew that were musical i didn't realize until later that like i have an uncle that i didn't know who was a jazz drummer and um i had a grandfather okay. who i never met who played banjo and accordion and you know like this oh. wisconsin german stuff you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So, but then I spent a lot of time alone uh, with an organ as a child. Yeah. And oh, I don't know, just Jim, just trying Jim, to no, Jim. No, don't, don't go there. <laughs> no, it, it had keys. Oh, and I just oh okay, tried okay. To figure, oh, okay, okay. I was always so I was always passionate about it, but I was completely untrained. And then nobody told me I couldn't, so I started like buying all kinds of crap at Radio Shack that made noise. And then, uh, I mean, we made some horrible noise. I've got cassettes full of crap in my basement. (laughs) It's just, we had band names and like, but I didn't bother to learn anything until probably I was like 18 is when I actually picked up a guitar and learned something. So yeah. And then I just kept going. Yeah. So it started with an organ. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) An organ. That's cool. I wouldn't expect that. It was like this big. 
like so it's like tiny. What's like a, yeah, it was very small. Yeah, it was like, it was like this <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. plugged it in, and yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys have any hobbies or jobs outside of making music? Oh yeah, somebody's got to somebody's got to pay all this stuff for all these expensive instruments we use. Right. Yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Jim. Tell them your story. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just I'm I'm a, a computer geek, and I manage. It ends up I'm I'm at a place where my boss likes to jam. So he has this like music studio workspace area. And so that's where we play. So I get to kind of maintain the studio, which, which we also get to use, which is nice. And he gets a credit on all of our, all of our recordings. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I work, I used to work at a fuel facility. That's, that's all I do. I go over there and watch people pump gas. So that's pretty much all I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am a personal injury lawyer. Okay. Nice. So I can go to you if I have any <laughs> any yeah. incidents. Yeah. 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 Good to know. Yeah. And I uh I work in advertising, so that's yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm that guy. Yeah. He's cool. Donald Draper Draper. <laughs> <laughs> so uh were there any um what was the process like of recording your most recent album circle the drain were there any like challenges that you encountered with the creation of that i'm gonna leave now (laughs) (laughs) uh, this this thing called covid that happened if 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 anybody remembers that little thing um for sure yeah we uh we it was uh we worked a lot separately together you know we showed up in separate times and so uh you know we typically I, I mean, I was a big fan of when we recorded live because some of the stuff we recorded live at uh, at the studio, we go, wow, that's good enough to record. But of course, there's always that one little glitch. So he goes, yeah, we should go back in the studio and get that done. But you almost forget how how uh, tedious it can be recording. Um, but uh, obviously, you're having fun doing it. But uh, you know, it's like when somebody tells you, hey, do it again, do it again. Right. <laughs> it, it, but it, it's but it's it was it's a labor of love, and, it, and I think it worked out really well. Especially yeah. when that somebody telling you to do it again and again is the bass player. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, one more if time, guys. Or, uh, uh, <laughs> he's told you about already. It's great that his, his boss is, uh, uh, I don't know, a place of business that's outfitted with a lot of great stuff we can use. And uh, yeah, we put in school. Some, I guess it was just before or maybe around early COVID and got a lot of stuff in the can. And then the time away sort of made that stuff languish for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you come back it to a, it, it took a while. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's both a, a blessing and a curse that with modern technology, it's easy to go back, do it again, do it again, do it. Again. But then when you take some time and you get 15 takes of something, that's a lot to sift through and decide which one is really the one you want to use on any given part. And, but eventually mm-hmm. we there and, uh, you know, Jim put a lot of work in, I put in some work at the end and, and we got it mixed up and, yeah. and we were happy with it so uh you know it came out and had it come out earlier, learned- yeah I mean, a lot of shows to promote it anyway because covid would have been raging so you know it is, yeah. what it is. <laughs> right yeah that was a hard time for like live music and everything so but i think the album sounds great so i think you guys did a good job on that thank you, uh, thank you. yeah so what is your experience with record labels and are there any specific record labels that you'd like to be signed to in the future? 
Mm. Right, you you answer that one. Brad, how did you feel this one? I don't know. I mean, we... um, Sounds like a legal department. (laughs) We've been pretty independent. I, you know, fiercely independent, I suppose, or independent uh, just by need. (laughs) Uh, The the Kinks tribute album, I guess, is on an, uh, you know, you already mentioned Wicked Possum Records and you know, so it's got a le- label connection there, but that's really just a one-off thing. It's for one mm-hmm. song, and it doesn't uh, bind us to anything or benefit us to anything in the future. Although, you know, I think if we we had more stuff, we'll be happy to talk to Mike in the future. And you know, I think we're open to involvement with anybody that may help promote what we do. Um, and if that is available, then we're happy to do it. And at the same time, if not, then you know, at least we're grateful that in 2023 you can get it on your own and put it out into the world without needing a record label to make it available to the potential fans yeah and uh have there been any challenges or weird things that have happened at shows or like when you're on the road or anything like that you got anything in mind adam um there was that one band that we played with that borrowed that that, that borrowed my drum kit and then bled all over it that, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. what? that, that I, didn't, I didn't really care for that very much um, <laughs> no. how, how did that happen uh, so I, I won't name names because i don't know who'll hear it but um there was there was a show <laughs> the show we played and the drummer didn't have a kit, so they just used. They, they, you know, they were just we were just kind of using our kit as the backline that night, yeah. and um, and kind of had a I had a weird vibe about this group. But Brad's like, <laughs> no, no, it's cool, it's gonna be fine, it's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And <laughs> and, and, fine. and they're playing, and and they're just like this super frenetic, high energy punk band, and they and they were, yeah. but they they're cool. They they you know they had a cool thing going. And then they started, you know, started spitting on the people in the front row. And that was, <laughs> that was kind of weird. And then, and then at the end of the set, I'm, I'm, I go, I go up, I go up to start tearing the kit down and snare drum and my, and my floor tom are just covered in blood because this dude was just bashing wow. his hands into like the, into like the rims on the drums. And I'm just like wow. looking at it. I'm just looking at it. And he just kind of gets up and walks away. Like, like like i'm done here now (laughs) so i'm just like i'm just left with left with this now (laughs) potential biohazard all oh no yeah yeah. that's awful that's pretty hardcore though yeah like it's called called passion yeah Yeah. Yeah. it was just passion it was passion that's what it was Uh, (laughs) that's a a story i guess yeah Yeah. Uh, i recall trying to engage him afterwards was uh a, a spectacle unto itself too he may not have- <laughs> oh, no. yeah. i don't remember this at all no i, I remember but something similar happened to me too as well where i was about <laughs> we were just about to finish a set and the next band was coming on and as i'm dismantling my stuff the guitar player said hey uh i didn't bring an amp and i'm like uh <laughs> okay he's like does your amp have reverb? I'm like, uh, yeah, it does. And then she decided, yeah, I'm going to use your amp now. I'm like, okay. And uh, and that, they were was that Chicago I, Felix? 
Yes, it was. I, okay, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a Chicago show. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm staying for the next band right now. I'm not going to make it until they're done. So, you know, but you know what, uh, it, it, they were, they were fine. It was just, it's just those things happen, you know, because if we were in the other way around, if, and which has happened, you know, when your amp yeah. is not working, you say, Hey, I, I'm, I, I don't have an amp that works. Can I help? Can I, and there, most bands will say, yeah, yeah, but let's rock on, you know, want to make everybody. But I everybody. forgot my amp. It's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> a little different. Yeah. yeah. They didn't bring yeah. a drum kit. Do I need an amp? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I needed an amp. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty as charged and we got through it, but I, I didn't break anything or bleed on anything or. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Brad had it. Mm-hmm. Brad had a good night with his strap that one night, and we were trying oh, to fix the boy. duct tape while while he was playing, and hey, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a strap lock thing. They're supposed to be a convenience to, so that if the guitar moves around, it can't come loose from the strap. But the strap lock itself malfunctioned, and then I really didn't have a backup. And oh, we no. taped it and taped it again and taped it again. <laughs> One of his buddies was in the crowd and thought it was just like a bit that I was doing, trying to entertain. Which, you know, by the end, the guitar looked very punk rock because there was just tape all over it. Uh, yeah. Attached. Yeah. But um, it did fall. <laughs> basically had it taped on to you. Yeah. 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 Big, that was um, great. Those are some great stories. <laughs> I'm glad mm-hmm. I asked that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but are you guys planning on releasing another album anytime soon? And like, what musical direction do you think you'd want to take for it? Um, we're working it. I think we we you know, we played a we we played a a few songs that would that are going to be on the upcoming kind of the upcoming. We're gonna do some shorter recordings, I think, pretty soon here. And a, f- a couple of the songs that we did at, did the other, you know, did a couple of weeks ago at Reggie's uh, before the new year. Um, I think those are gonna be on, right? We did, we did at least a couple, didn't we? We did at least yeah. one. <laughs> I think we had a couple more ready and and decided to stick with what was really tight. But we did a couple. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. a, Part of the people out there know we did a couple. Maybe we did three or four. Uh, like dreams yeah. of nightmares <laughs> and. Um, and the, the 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 one that's so new, I don't even remember its name. Yeah, <laughs> I guess to answer that question, we have some new stuff, and that's actually one of the next things I think we're going to get down to. Maybe try to get we're thinking like four songs tight and do like an EP length release um, to get more new studio recorded stuff out there and back to just playing more shows without spending the time to do a full record at this point. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I'm excited to see what you guys come out with next, and. How do you guys write your music usually? Do you write the lyrics first or the music first? Uh, well, yeah, right. you go ahead, Felix, and then I'll give her yeah. my answer. Yeah, sure. No, basically, uh, I when um, I hear a melody in my head somewhere in the car, and I go, you know, it would be a little bit better if it tweaked a little bit this way kind of thing. So I already have something in mind. Uh, if I have a theme for lyrics, uh, I wait for a kind of like a write, jot some words down. And uh, if it inspires me to write some more, I will. Otherwise, I don't force it. Uh, you know, when we actually record it, um, I get more inspired to add more lyrics to it when we're, we're practicing a little bit. And it kind of comes together for uh, an idea. 
But uh, yeah, so it all, it all comes down to uh, a melody in my head, and I translate that to a guitar, and then I bring it to the guys, and we expand that, and we add our our little parts to it, and that's how our figure beat song comes together. Quite Brett. Cool. Yeah, I I, I think that's pretty mm-hmm. close to what I do too. I mean, sometimes I have a lyrical idea, sometimes a melody or something, but it's I I think, and this is speaking for Jim, who's not here too, but I think the way we've all worked mostly. Um, the guys who've written songs for the Fig Beats have kind of put together, uh, you know, an embryonic idea and bring it to the band where we, we can at least kind of strum through it on a guitar or a bass and sing the lyrics and say, this is what I've got. How do we flesh this out into something the full band can do? Um, I know there are lots of bands that jam together and stuff, and that has never been our thing. We've talked about doing it, but it seems like when we try to do it, we have fun for a little while, but it doesn't really turn into anything that we turn into songs. So usually one of the members will come in with, you know, a mostly formed idea, and then we put it through the ringer, and by the end it usually sounds pretty different anyway, but it it gives us a jumping off point. Cool. That's interesting to hear, because every band has different ways of writing their music. So Which of your songs do you think is the most underrated or deserves more appreciation, in your opinion? Everything that I write. <laughs> no. no. Uh, go ahead, Brad. I, 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 boy, that, that is hard. Like I said before, I mean, um, for one, I'm very grateful that to be in a band where multiple guys write songs. So I, mm-hmm. I need an outlet to be able to write my own songs. That's the thing that's probably the most fulfilling for me is to have an idea and bring it to life. But I think it it adds elements to have other voices and I, I not you know literal and figurative voices um, to bring to the the table and kind of make what the band is. So of my own stuff, I, it's it's hard to say. I have a hard time comparing. You know, I, I'm happy with what relates to people and what gets a reaction. Um, and if something else doesn't, that's okay. It it, it may be more of a sense of ah we it didn't come across the way I wanted it to, or it just, uh, it, it doesn't connect with this particular crowd and that's okay, but something else did. And, and so I tend to focus on that rather than whatever didn't seem like it came across as well as I wanted it to. I think for me, so this is, so we have a song called, called your ghost and mm-hmm. it had kind of gotten buried a little bit. We had stopped playing it for a long time and I was always a really big fan of it. And I started pushing for it to be our opener because I thought it had a really good kind of kind of setting up the setting up the vibe for a set kind of feel okay. to the way the song starts and everything. So I pushed really hard with the guys to get as the opener and and you know they they didn't really put up much of a fight about it because them was just, you know, kind of whatever, but I always thought it was a really cool song. So so we've been opening with that one for good year now right brad yeah i think i say the last the four or five shows six shows you know like yeah, more it's, than, it's, 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 yeah. yeah it's it's pretty locked in as the opener now at this point until yeah. something kind of comes along to kick it out so that was that, that was kind of my my one that i was like this is a really good song and it's 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 kind of just disappeared off the set list because we you know we, you you know you you write songs, old songs get pushed out in favor of new songs and things like that. And we had a lot of stuff that we were, we were trying out in the set list for a long time. And the stuff, the stuff that we have in right now is really kind of from the, from the, from the new stuff has really kind of settled in to be regular parts of the set, but I really wanted to yeah. see that one get a, get a fresh life. So that's uh that was why I pushed for that one. Cool. And that's yeah. that mentions is actually that, I mean, that's from an era 
it was originally written in an era before he was in the band. And I think the tendency was once the membership changed to try to focus on what the current four of us did. Mm-hmm. But I always really, I liked that Adam kind of pushed to bring that one back in and then put his own spin on some things to where yeah. drums as he plays them now are not exactly like what the guy that was with us when we recorded that. So the songs, it, it feels kind of like it has new life to us too. You know, I, yeah. it doesn't, identical to what it sounded like six years ago and that's okay and it's better for it yeah I think that's really cool that you kind of like put a new spin on an older song and uh I would also say that one of the thing that makes things that makes your band unique from other bands is that you kind of have like multiple writers on different songs and that's kind of cool how you like all collaborate in that way and I think we've all put a lot of enthusiasm to those songs too, as well. It's not like, oh, we're doing his song kind of thing. Oh, we're yeah. doing that guy's song. It's not like that, you know. For example, now that Anna brought up uh, your ghost, one thing I do love about that song is that it really allows me to really freestyle my guitar playing. Because mm-hmm. there's a segment of the guitar where I can just do whatever I want, um, uh, you know, in the context of with the original song. So there are parts of that song of my solo that I imitate the original solo from the original song. And I incorporate in there and just to say, hey, it's a nod or thank you to the the original guitar player that I I copy that. But then I do my thing and and I, I really enjoy doing that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And for me, for, for me, you know, I'm not a I'm not a songwriter or anything like that. But kind of what I what I do feel like I bring to the band in that regard is kind of a like a pseudo producer ear to it. A lot of like, I'll bring, I think I bring like nuanced, like nuances and like, Hey, instead of, instead of doing this, let's do this kind of things to the, to the, to the mix, because I don't, you know, I've, I've never written a song in my life. I don't come with, you know, any kind of fully formed song or riffs or anything like that. But what I do think I have is a pretty good ear for, Hey, let's play this, you know, let's play this, you know, two more times than we're, than we're playing it or, or maybe, you know, Brad, you drop out in this part and, you know, so it's just, you know, it's just Jim and I and Felix and things like that are things yeah. that I feel like I can kind of bring to kind of bring to the yeah. mix for, for the band. And now, and now if we don't do that, I miss it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, I know. Now I know the song, the way Adam's kind of arranged it, that part of it. I'm like, well, now I have to do it there because I, that's the way I hear it in my head now. So that's and, 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 yeah. and, it, and it's not just because we do it that way. It's because it works and it yeah. is an improvement on a song. Yeah. Cool. And uh, do you guys have any upcoming shows planned in the near future? Like any tours upcoming? We are, we are, we are in radio silence mode right now. We've, we wrapped up, we wrapped up 22 with Reggie's and don't have mm-hmm. anything planned other than I think getting, getting the, getting the next, you know, as we kind of talked about before, before the before the break we'll say <laughs> yeah uh, you know i think we're we're gonna we're gonna buckle down and get get a few get a few things recorded before we before we start figuring out what um what comes next for uh for us from a live perspective i know we've got some we've got some things in the we've got some irons in the fire for some stuff in chicago coming up coming up in the spring i think but nothing cool. um, nothing long no, no long stretches or anything like that planned at this point Okay. And uh, where can our listeners find your music? Uh, Figbeats.com still works, right, Brad? It still works. And I, I think uh, it, it may redirect you immediately to the Bandcamp site. And you can also find uh, 
just about everything we recorded on Spotify. Uh, I don't know. I think I think we're on the other. That that tends to be my go to uh, streaming service. Uh, Apple Music. Yeah. Are we on? It? I think that's we're a on good it. question. You keep talking. I'll look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are, and if we yeah. discover that, we'll uh, revise that quick. Yeah. But uh, uh, we, we are on Apple Music. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, what, but one of the things we have discussed, and you know, of course, you'll be one of the first to know that if we do something, uh, uh, we're, we're planning kind of like a mini tour next year and and cool. if that works out, we'll definitely uh, let you know that you can tell the world yeah. that, uh, that come follow us because uh, yeah, that's, for sure. that's an exciting, it's going to be an exciting thing for us because we haven't done that in a while. So, uh, and, and as as this band, we probably haven't done that. So it'll be very exciting time. To, so hopefully it works, it all works out though. So we'll let you know. Yeah, definitely. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, so anything else you'd like to plug or mention before we go, like social media or anything? Um. Instagram, um, Facebook for the for the boomers out there that still, still use that. Um, we have MySpace. Oh, what about MySpace? Account? Yeah, we have a we have a neglected Twitter account out there too. Okay. Um, I think more. I think more than anything, we probably are. We probably post most frequently on on Instagram. So check. You know. I think we're well, at. That's Biggie. what I prefer using anyway. Yeah, that's, that's where that's where we found you. So yeah, at Fig Beats on Instagram. Um, find us on Facebook if you're so inclined to do that. But yeah, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, um, uh, maybe even Reverb Nation if anybody's using that. I don't know. Um, I think we're on all that stuff. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, guys, for taking the time to do thank this you. interview. I really appreciate it, and thank you also for coming back after the Zoom meeting crashed. It was a it was a uh, it was a refreshments break. We topped off our beverages. Yeah, you had yeah. a little break. <laughs> That's yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. Where do we we'll pick up, up our pizza? We were told there would be pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. Brad, I told oh, you I got I'll, your pizza. It I'll mail good. some pizza to you. Oh, very oh, all right. Yes. <laughs> That's the only way that I made it here. Right? No. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate. It. Yeah. Thank I hope you. We, we, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Have thanks a good one, guys. Bye. You too. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.